Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Beach and company. Stop flipping around the dial. Beach and company. And let's hit the beach for a while. Beach and company. The all around talk of the town. Beach and company. They'll pick you right up when you're down. Beach and company. Sandy's on the air. Making Buffalo proud. It's bigger than life and twice as loud. News Talk 930 presents to you now. Sandy Beach and Company, and I'm Sandy Beach. Okay, I got a quiz for you. What person that works for WBEN has a tweet copied in the newspaper? Okay, a WBEN employee has a tweet that's in the newspaper today. Who was it? Let's see if our own guys know this one. News Talk 930 presents to you now, Sandy Beach. Now, you guys are up on everything. Uh, you always throw things my way that I didn't know. Thank you very much for that. Makes me sound a lot smarter than I really am. But I'm asking you guys the same question. What WBEN employee tweeted out something that gets quoted in the newspaper today? I'll say Tim Wenger. Tim Wenger is eh, wrong. How about you? I'm going to go uh, underdog bet here. I'm going to say Mike Baggerman. Uh, close. Close. It's not Baggerman. It's Brendan Keeney. Ah. Hey, congratulations uh, to Brendan Keeney. He's quoted uh, in the paper today in the story about the bishop uh, fleeing the protesters. It said that uh, Brendan Keeney of WBEN Radio tweeted at 722, and then they give the tweet. That's pretty good, huh? Oh, wow. I wonder if it's his first tweet. You know, there's something special (laughs) when it's your first tweet. You know what I mean? You hear about it. You hear about the ecstasy of... The first tweet. Me, even at my senior status, I have I have never had a tweet uh, quoted. Uh, so I'm behind the uh, uh, Brendan Keeney's ahead of me, and he's ahead of you and you. And uh, Baggerman was a good guess, though. What made you guess Baggerman? I thought I had something to do uh, w- with something someone would have reported, but I should have I should have put it together. Brendan uh, was out at the airport last night. You know, yep. he's uh, right on top of it. So trying to uh, nab the. Uh, the bishop, it, it was like uh, the early days of the Beatles when they had to uh, go through airports and they have all kinds of special doors they had to use and uh, to get, uh, get where they were going. You know, there's something to be said about fame, uh, but there's something also to be said about too much fame. I mean, I, if, I were, if I were famous, I'd want to be somebody in Kiss, where you could go into a grocery store and nobody would know who you were. <laughs> you would not want to be Elvis. I don't, I don't think I'd want to be Elvis at all. Yeah, you might want to be a Slipknot or something yeah. like that. Uh, who would you, yeah, who would you, if you had to be ultra famous, but it couldn't be Elvis, who would you not want to be as mm. far as not being able to do anything or go anywhere? There are so many people You get people mobbed like now. That. Everybody gets mobbed. Yeah. In today's, uh, in today's uh, let's see, they just announced Billy Joel a week or so ago. I don't think he'd be that big a problem. I think he could look fairly like a regular guy 
Yeah, yeah, I think he can. Uh, he's not as thin as he used to be, and well, yeah, doesn't I, have as much hair. I think he did it for disguise. <laughs> yeah, I think he did it for disguise. He shaved his head off. There you go. Yeah, that's good. So we can't come up with anybody. No, else. I mean, there's so many people. You know, you think of actors. You think. I of, mean, I'm talking uh, about musicians. people. People that just get swarmed. They have to run away. Well, I mean. Like uh, like the opening scenes in uh, the Beatles movies. Well, I- I'm guessing the obvious pick would be Taylor Swift, right? I mean, I she don't can't think it'd be that obvious. She I can't mean, she's go very, anywhere. She's very famous and she has a lot of fans. Yeah, uh, but she, you you could put her in an airport, and I I would suggest that not everybody would know who she was. Really? I, 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 yeah, yeah. I think enough would. Well, but I think today, if you look at today's music, is nowhere because she looks like a very attractive young woman. Yeah, no, it's not. You're right. It is not. Uh, okay, I would think Mick Jagger would be uh, yes. something you wouldn't Definitely really, yeah. Mick Jagger, Keith Richards. Yeah, but with Jagger, at least he can run away because he looks like he's in good shape. Except he just didn't he just have a heart, uh, was it yes. a heart, heart operation? Might have to yep. wait on that one. Uh, but congratulations to Brendan. Thank you very much. Okay, Bill's uh, game looked uh, pretty uh, digestible yesterday. Didn't make me want to turn it off. Yep. Lo- looking good. And I, at first, when... Uh, when Miami started to come back, I'm thinking, I'm thinking old Miami. Oh, here we go. Got a little lead. Now it's going to falter, but it didn't. Good yeah, I game. thought they were going to pull a UB and completely collapse, uh, but they were able to hold up. I mean, special teams looked terrible yesterday, especially in the uh, punk co- uh, the uh, kickoff coverage. You can't give up a 101 or 102-yard kickoff return like that. That's no. I, how would you like to be the guy doing it? The entire stadium is watching you, and you've got to go 101 yards, top speed. Guys trying to catch you are, are on an angle. you got to go as quickly to the goal uh, as you can. That's got to be tough. I'd be hoping somebody tackle me on, like, the 40. I would have ran out of gas, like, yeah, five yards that's later. What I, that's what I'm thinking. I would have said, uh, how about lateraling? You guys ever heard of lateraling? <laughs> Why don't you run with me? Uh, who's the fastest guy on the Bills, Brown? I think, no. Um, was it McKenzie, I think Brown said? he's He might be fast. Reggie uh, McKenzie is still Reggie. that fast? Isaiah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or is oh, it Foster? One of those. Isaiah, I think Foster might be. Isaiah is very good. In fact, I heard that uh, minister who was on Sunday morning. I, I think he wrote a book. He said the book of Isaiah says, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> says, tackle that guy who's running past me. Yeah, there you yeah, go. And also, the thing that I do like. My favorite play in the world was the Garo Yapremium uh, pass uh, to in the Super Bowl against the yeah, Redskins. Just looking like unbelievable, uh, but uh, basically, uh, did they ever? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I'm, I'm wondering if they ever catch those guys once they're past them. Uh, there are some guys who are faster than the fast guys, but uh, so you say it's. It's uh, Foster. It? Foster. Yeah, I think it was Foster who Vince was Foster? Not Vince. No, okay. he's quite slow. He's Hillary slow. made him slow. Yeah, he's a little stiff. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, we'll take a break and return <laughs> on News Radio 930 now that we've done our dead jokes with uh, Beach and Company. Uh, one thing before we move on to Tony's. Uh, Tony's got a message. I went to see a movie uh, over the weekend Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, man, I'm jealous. Yeah, but that's where the GT came in and cleaned Enzo's clock. Uh, that's uh, It was a very good movie. Very well done. Very well acted. The sound the sound in it was really, you really felt like you were at a, a track. And uh, it, was, uh, it was good. And uh, for a matinee showing, usually if you go to a matinee showing, unless it's one of the blockbuster uh, films, there'll be 12 people there. There had to be 50 or 60 people there. 
So I think it's going to do very well, especially among gearheads. Uh, but um, uh, check it out. I would recommend it. I can't wait to see it. Matt Damon uh, plays uh, Carol Shelby, and uh, and Enzo is played by. I'm trying to think. He just he just got through playing um, the vice president of the United States, and now he plays Enzo Ferrari. Uh, so uh, he's good too. The whole cast is good. The cars are fabulous. The racing's good. Shows what kind of a guy uh, Henry Ford II is, or was. Uh, very interesting. And I, I think it'll do some business. Good yeah, I understand Enzo was not pleased with, uh, with Ford. No, Ford wanted to buy Ferrari, and uh, he thought it was beneath him to sell it to Ford. Uh, and uh, he kind of like got uh, Henry Ford II, the deuce, ticked off. Because he uh, called them some ethnic uh, names and things like that. And so they decided, to hell with you. We're going to beat you. And they did in three years. Wow. Uh, and Ferrari owned everything in, the, in that type of racing. They beat him in three years. And uh, the, the year they beat him, they came in one, two, and three. Yeah, and Enzo was not pleased no. with Ford winning. And in fact, uh, he went on a tirade from what I understand. The only reason, uh, Brock Yates wrote an, uh, a book about Enzo Ferrari. The only reason Enzo made cars that you could go out and buy, and if I saved up enough money for my whole lifetime, maybe I could go out and buy. The only reason he did that was so he could race. That was it. He didn't care about retail sales. And even today, even though Enzo is long gone, uh, even today, uh, the bottom line is you have to. You can't just walk in and buy a Ferrari. No. You got to have a relationship. Right. Uh, with the factory. See, the only relationship I would have with Ferrari is on, uh, let's see, let's see, Jackson, Lincoln, Washington, <laughs> Grant. That, that's my relationship to the Ferrari family. We come back. Tony's got an announcement on News Radio 930 WBN. Oh, are, are we super late for the 15? I don't think I did the 15. Did I do the 15? Yeah. You know why? Because I was reading this. I missed it. Okay. <laughs> you I, I'm, me. I'm the opposite of Alan. See, Alan, many times when you throw it to Alan, Alan ain't there, okay? This time, I threw it to Tony, and Tony goes, what? Is it 9.30 already? Uh, no, I, I, you know, I was reading this article about a show we're probably going to do tomorrow, and I was reading about it today. Next thing you know, I look up, and I thought I had missed the break. Now, I have a pair of tickets to El Divo. Now, is El Divo like the male version of Diva? Would you say that's true? Hmm, I don't know. I don't think so. No? Something different? I know uh, Diva, whip it, whip it good. Thank you for different. adding that. <laughs> thank you for adding that. 80s flashback there. That classy uh, song. A holiday song celebration with a pair of tickets to El Divo, Friday, November 22th. At Shea's Performing Arts Center, minimum value $60, courtesy of Live Nation. General contest rules apply. Call now, 644-9875. Not only will you win the tickets if the person answering the phone says you should get them. If not, you're not going to win because it's going to be at our discretion. Take us to court if you have to, but that's it. For tickets and more information, go to livenation.com. Yes. And don't call if you can't pick the tickets up by Friday, since yeah. the show is on Friday. That's true. Yeah, when people that do that, it bothers me. First sure of all, you could use them. They'll, yeah, they'll call for anything. Doesn't matter. Did uh, I win? Yeah, did I win? Uh, the I, I want to see the uh, uh, the horticulture display. 
You know, they'll, they'll call for anything. Sometimes, and, and sometimes they just don't know what they want, and they don't even care. <laughs> nah, I didn't yeah, want that. Goodbye. No, a, a trip all around the world on Viking? No. Nah, Call me out. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'd like to do that. They, around they the have, world? They have several. I don't, really? I don't, my vacation time might be, in, in, you know, unhinged. Uh, but they do. They happen to go year-round. How long does a, of a trip would that be? A year and a half. <laughs> okay, no. I'll pass on that. No, they do have them. Uh, they go, it goes, I'm trying to think because I've seen them. They're a little expensive. Let's I put would it that think way. so. Uh, but it would be a good thing. It would be uh, kind of a cool thing to have. All right, what else is going on? Tony, you have a, a big announcement about a rally. Uh, that's going on tonight. Yeah, tonight at 6 o'clock at the Wurlitzer Building, uh, the Niagara Erie Youth Sports Association, otherwise known as NASA, is going to hold our rally uh, to fight the ban uh, on tackle football. As you know, I remember talking about this on Thursday. There are some politicians in New York State that don't think that you should play tackle football from 12 years old on under. So uh, a lot of the football leagues have gotten together, and we're going to let our voices be heard tonight. All right, that'll be good. Now, are you protesting a person in particular that might be able to do something for you? Is it just a general informational protest? It'll, it'll be general information, uh, answering questions from parents, any concerns that people may have, and uh, also to give people uh, a way to let their voices be heard, whether it's through petitions or just showing uh, sheer number that, uh, you know, we're not going to stand for the state pushing us to the side and, and banning what we love, and that is youth football. Now, will there be kids there at the rally, too? Uh, there may be some, but it's mostly going to be coaches. It's uh, league members. Uh, high school coaches have been invited. The Buffalo Bills, uh, Buff State, uh, let's see, USA Football has been invited. So a whole lot. Don't you think you're missing something if you don't have the kids there? The, I think the kids are the selling Well, yeah, point. and it, I'm sure there's there will be There's got to be some kids, kids there, yeah. yeah. Go out and rent a kid. We could. They must have a kid you can rent for a few hours. And they'll a, have their game jerseys on, so you'll be able yeah, to tell see that. Now, see, that's, a, that's effective. Yeah. Because when the kids are wearing their game jersey, they're feeling like, hey, let's go play some football. And people will see how much they enjoy it. Adults will see how much they enjoy it. Kids know how much they enjoy it. They do. And, you know, I, I brought this up sat, uh, Saturday morning on uh, my show. We had our banquet last week. And we had to you know, do, like, you know, specialty trophies at the end of the season. One was a sportsmanship award. We have this little child, Joey Bossinger. He's had health issues all season long, in and out of the hospital. Uh, you know, he's had a rough time medically throughout his whole life. But he received the sportsmanship award. And to watch his reaction, he broke down crying. I mean, the tears were just flowing down his face because he was so happy. And you want to take that kind of memory away from yeah. kids? Okay, see, that's a good good selling point. Uh, it's not that you want to take advantage of it, but you do want to show to a maximum effect uh, what kind of good things are happening because of this sport and the age of these kids. So that, that would be a, a real plus. I mentioned when Nicholas started playing football, he uh, was seeing uh, occupational therapy and physical therapy. Nick's motor skills were way behind most kids his age. Well, after three months of his first year, when he was tested, they said he no longer needed it. He had exceeded everything that they had been trying to do with him, and he's made such great progress because of football. 
Well, my motor skills were excellent. Uh, the day I was 16, I bought a car. <laughs> yeah, it was and, good. And th- those are the best motor skills. By the now way, your motor skills are at its peak. <laughs> by the way, I got my eye on a car. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but I haven't talked to anybody or seen it yet. And that's the uh, Shelby 500. Beautiful. I just read a couple of uh, magazine articles about it. Uh, plus, this is the – I've, I've had all kinds of stick cars, okay? So I can drive a stick. But I don't buy sticks because then when you go to sell it, 95% of the people that would want it can't drive it. They don't know how to drive a stick. Uh, so I've never, I've never, I haven't bought one in years. Uh, but the, uh, the reason I'm interested in that Shelby 500 is unlike all the other Shelbys that have come before it, as best to my knowledge, this Shelby comes in automatic. And the automatics aren't your grandmother's automatics. Uh, they're like Formula One type. You know, like quick, six quick, speed, quick, right? Quick, quick. I don't know how many speeds the total, but they're uh, uh, they're very fast and shifting with the paddle. If you want to use the paddle, I always uh, when I get a new car, I try the paddle the first day and then never use it again. I think and they're boring. Beamer told me he did that on a date once. <laughs> Tried the paddle the first day, it just didn't work. We'll be back with more with Beach and Company. Yeah, he's he's on a, on a hot streak for VT. Go VT. We'll be back with more. I think it's actually time for the break. I went to the Alan Harris School of Timing. I can't believe I missed it. We're back after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back with Beach and Company. Just a reminder, tomorrow night, tomorrow night is the big deal. Uh, yes, if you're, uh, you want to be informed of where we're going on our next three trips, we've done t- 10 trips uh, with various cruise lines. Uh, all three of the ones we're going to announce tomorrow will be Viking. Everybody loves Viking. Viking just won another award as River Cruiser of the Year. Uh, this is, uh, let's see, we got, I think, uh, two river and one ocean on Viking on this next package. Starts in, uh, in uh, the middle of June, uh, and then the, the next one's a couple of months after that. And then in 2021, in January, we got a really, really, really cool one that uh, Tony guessed. He guessed it right away. I don't know how he guessed it, but he did, because there's a lot of really cool places in the world to see. And uh, we'll, we'll have uh, brochures, informational packages. Uh, there'll be coffee and cookies and stuff like that. But it'll be good. And that's uh, the Hilton Garden Inn tomorrow night at, uh, I think, 6 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, the folks from uh, Viking will be there, too. Uh, so the next three trips, bring your calendar so you know when you're available. 
Uh, and uh, bring the coffee can so you'll, you'll know if you can put enough in the coffee can to go on the trip. It's well worth it. Believe me, people who uh, take these trips rave about them. They just love them. They come up and tell me, although I'll take all the credit I can. Uh, but they tell me how much they like Viking. I do get asked a lot uh, about those trips. Everybody wants to know, tell me more about those trips. And, you know, where's Sandy going next? And I'm sworn to secrecy. Yeah, I had never taken a cruise until we started this series. And uh, now I've taken 10 of them. Uh, and uh, they're fun. If you want to be treated with anything you want, you snap your fingers. Well, that would be rude. You give them a little nod, maybe. And they'll take care of it for you. That's what Viking's about. So that's at uh, 6 o'clock tomorrow night, and then uh, we will announce them on WBEN on Wednesday because then the word is out, and they're all good trips, believe me. All right, what are we doing today? Uh, the bishop, Bishop Malone, had to sneak back into town, ladies and gentlemen. All right, yeah, that's true. I have uh, Dale Anderson. Oh, Dale's still writing. Good to see him. Anyway. Uh, in the uh, Buffalo News, protesters and reporters were on hand Sunday Sunday night to greet Bishop Richard Malone as he arrived at the airport and trip to the Vatican, uh, but they did not get to confront him. He pulled a magic act and he disappeared. He got uh, past the reporters. He, they, um, uh, they opened a secret door so that he would not come in the uh, same entrance way that everybody else would. Uh, the media has been informed by security that Bishop Malone is not on the premises, even though his uh, flight had landed. Malone was able to avoid reporters and protesters. Brendan Keeney of WBEN Radio tweeted at 7.22 uh, p.m., uh, 11 minutes after the bishop's plane was scheduled to land. Malone had been due to re uh, return Saturday night. But his flight was delayed. Uh, he's joined other bishops from New York State to meet with the Pope last week to report activities in their diocese. Although a reporter's uh, report surfaced that he would uh, resign or be removed, that obviously did not happen. Malone said previously he plans to serve until he reaches the mandatory retirement age of 75 in 2021. Now, my question is simple. There were, uh, it was a, re, let's see, they were reported as a protest, okay? And here's a, a text that came in on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. I'm not a reporter, but I was there and saw the whole protest, in quotes, if that's what you want to call it. Therefore, I'm counting, uh, counting of the protest, one with, uh, let's see, whistleblower, Four media would be accurate. So the total with this guy is about seven or eight for the protest. And that's what happens oftentimes if there is a protest where nobody shows up. They take really tight camera shots of it to make it look like it was a legitimate protest instead of just a, oh, what's this, a group of people? I think I'll go hang with them. Uh, but that was it. And uh, several others said there was less than 100. It was... Um, uh, less than a dozen, some said, uh, but the uh, the one, the seven or eight, that was it. I, I wouldn't even call that a protest. Do you think that one of the reasons, other than, you know, the obvious of him not wanting to face uh, any uh, backlash or any criticism, was what happened to him, I can't remember how long it was, when he was, uh, 
I don't say, I would say harassed at the uh, airport. If you recall that, somebody wanted asking questions and were a little bit uh, too rude to him. Yeah, they're used to deference. They're not used to rudeness. And I can understand if he, if he got it for the first time by some, you know, loudmouth reporter. But I have a simple question. If indeed the, uh, the, the count was that hardly anybody was at the protest, is it really a protest? But here's a simple question, okay? What do the Malone protesters want? Because the only thing I can think of that they want is resign now. Tony, what do you think the protesters want? They're resign not out now. In numbers, resign now. Wow. I think that's the, the sentiment, uh, you know, widespread around the area. How about you, Buzzy? Yeah, I, I think they want him. They they feel as a lot of people, uh, I think, like Tony said, in this area, feel he is really hindering them being able to move forward. Move forward. And I think they think a new somebody um, would be better at that because, let's be honest, Bishop Malone wasn't completely innocent when it came to cover-ups. Well, in politics, it's called a lame duck, and that's what it would be called here as well. He is a lame duck, uh, but he only has a short time left to... uh, uh, to run and up against the mandatory retirement age of 75. Clearly, the community doesn't have faith in him. So if you don't have faith in him, he's got to go. So that's it. Okay, so uh, I'm asking you, the audience, the same question. What do the Malone protesters want? You want a fresh start by getting him out of there? Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, we have a right to have our opinions expressed. I don't know how much good it's going to do. It takes a while for a transition. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not sympathetic to the bishop's plight. What I'm saying is I don't know if that's a realistic form of protest, having five people waiting at the airport for him. 803-0930-1800-616-9236, star 930. We're asking a question. Uh, what do the Malone protesters want? The alleged protest, I, I'm not sympathetic to the, to the bishop, but I'm just asking a simple question. What do you want? I know you want him to quit right then and there. Uh, a lot of people thought the uh, Pope would remove him. Uh, he just returned from a, um, a trip to the Vatican, but that was for all the U.S. bishops. So it wasn't just for him being sent to the woodshed. It apparently was for all of them. And as far as we know, uh, for what we do know, uh, he didn't. Uh, Pope didn't uh, decide to make sure that he didn't come back as a bishop. So the bottom line is uh, we don't know. I would assume if the Vatican had done something, they'd have, they'd have done it by now. There was the you know the uh, the meeting, and then he came back last night. Uh, so I think that would have been done already. Uh, so the uh, protesters probably waiting to see if if he had lost his job when he came back. He clearly had not, uh, and so he he went out a secret door and disappeared into the bad cave. And uh, now uh, he, he, he slipped the, uh, the company of the media. Uh, but the bottom line, I want to know from you, what does the media want? We know they want him to quit now. Uh, but uh, what, what do you think, what are the benefit would it be for instantly, right now, uh, to step down? I'm trying to look at it from his point of view right now. You're in a, in a place where you're not wanted. Yeah. By the majority. So why would why you want to stay where you're not wanted? Well, that's a that's a good question. Um, why would you know you're in a place where you're clearly not wanted? It's not my honeymoon. Uh, so you you got to wonder why why would you want to be there? You know, when the bride says it, that's bad. I'm just saying. You know, uh, 
Four more jokes in the period of my laughing, which was only a couple seconds, came in and were rejected by my mind. I said, no, you can't do that. And and the other parts, go ahead, come on, you can do it. They're probably not even listening. You know what I mean? So uh, what do you think? Can I do it? Why not? No, I can't. I, I can't do it. I've got. I've got to put. I've got to put cars on the table. Oh well, yeah. Not bread. Uh, I have bread. I have. Uh, I love fresh bread. Don't you? Yeah. Speaking of, bread's gone up in price lately, and I don't uh, understand You know the why. price of everything. Why well, do the shopping? Oh, okay. What guy? Okay, Buzzy. Yes. What does a loaf of bread cost? See. See, guys don't know. Well, and I do okay, the shopping. Here, I just <laughs> <laughs> a dozen eggs. What does a dozen eggs cost? Hmm. That's why, like, I don't know when Clearly. it says on sale. Like, is this a good deal? <laughs> Clearly, you two. Are, well, you, Buzzy, is not sent to do shopping. Tony, if I had to uh, commission somebody to do shopping, it would be Tony. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you, because I know you're very tuned in what gas costs. Yes, I can understand that. Uh, and now I now you know exactly what groceries are. That's good. Those yeah, are milk's good. gone up, bread has gone up, uh, gas has gone down. The economy's doing great, so I don't get why it's going up. You know why most guys don't know what things cost? Is because we don't buy one thing. If you're gonna say if you're sent shopping, you have a cart full of stuff, so you don't remember what the tuna fish was. You just remember the general overall costs, yeah. And when I go shopping, I am told, well, I have a list, and this is what you go get. Well, I'm not looking. I have to get it regardless. So what's the price, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I have to get this regardless. So. Cindy once sent me on the mission to hell. On her list, she had to pick up three yams, okay? Now, I don't know the difference between a sweet potato and a yam. To me, they're the same thing. So I was at one of the major shopping centers here. There was a guy in overalls stocking a shelf. So I'm thinking, this is the farmer. He would know, don't you think? <laughs> overalls stocking the shelf. I, I said, what's the difference between a yam and a sweet potato? He said, I don't know. He, he was just stocking the shelves, dressed like you'd dress if you were working in the field. That's it. <laughs> so she sends me on this mission. So you know how to solve that? It's very oh. easy. You buy both. Buy of them. both. Exactly. You buy both of them, and then you give away the other one, the one she didn't want. But I, to this day, I don't know what the difference is between a sweet potato and a yam. I yeah, think- I don't know. The only thing I know when I go shopping is I'm on a tight budget. Let me see what I can get for what I have to spend. Do you and, thump? And cram, cram do you thump the melons? Yes. You do. <laughs> yes, I do. They have, they have a good hollow sound to them. Yes. Why? Because if it, if they have an echoey sound, that's good because that they're not rotten. Is that it? I think that's how it works. Yeah. All right. You're hey, Buzzy. He's our designated shopper. That's right. That's right. He's a man with a particular set of skills. I'll show you how to make weenie beanie casserole. Oh, next. that that's that's my <laughs> that's that, that's my favorite. It's because that even sounds good to me. <laughs> it is good. All right, so we're asking, what do the Malone protesters want? There were seven or eight of them, apparently, uh, when he came home. But he went through the airport through the secret magic uh, door and uh, managed to escape from them. What what else do you want? Uh, Because there's a certain uh, amount of um, preparation needed. You just don't uh, walk up and say, okay, I quit. Here's my fob and my my cross, and I'm leaving. Uh, You don't do that. That's not the same thing as just leaving your job at uh, Curtis Screw. Uh, so the bottom line is uh, it takes a little while to get that transition. 
He's he has to leave at 75. Not really quite sure of his age now, but I think it's pretty close to that within a couple of years. We'll be back with more. Tell us what the people want, what the reporters want, besides what they got, which is nothing. On News Radio 930 WBN. in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 